You're listening to DraftKings Network. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Cooligans in the first segment. I'm in New York, but Christian's all the way in Colorado, but we still hop on the phone and have a great episode for you. And in the first segment, we talk about so much. Oh, my God, we talk about uh, Miggy Almiron. We talk about Fabian in, in uh, Philadelphia. We make fun of the Philly taco. We talk about Fang, their fourth DP. Also, we talk a little bit about J.J. Watt getting taught a lesson by an NWSL player who's also his girlfriend. Son, you ain't got that skill to be on the field, my guy. And in the second segment, yes, I am in Colorado. After after some snowboarding, I'm a little exhausted, but we get to our interview with Ali Krieger, World Cup winner Ali Krieger of the U.S. Women's National Team, also plays for the Orlando Pride, and we have the best time with her. Ali Krieger is our favorite, and after this interview, she will be your favorite. So all this and more today on the Cooligans! Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Yeah! Oh, welcome! Get down, hello, all the way. From Colorado. That's right. And I'm still in New York City, but we're both skiing everywhere we go and snowboarding because it's snowing out here, too. <laughs> uh, that's right. I didn't realize uh, that there was going to be a blizzard out there. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have left. Yeah, I, I know. What's stayed. the point? Yo, you would have saved so much money. <laughs> Should have stayed right in Brooklyn. Uh, but no, yeah, I am uh, here in Colorado calling in because uh, this show doesn't stop. Nah, it son. doesn't matter if... Uh, why you know it doesn't matter whose birthday it is it doesn't matter whose anniversary it is it doesn't matter if it's valentine's day which are all the three things that my girlfriend uh expects a lot from me on these particular days so like uh, let me tell you something i've called in from ireland you're calling in you've called in from dominican republic you think we're not gonna have you call in from denver you know what i mean (laughs) that's right uh well i'm currently in Vail. Colorado, which is like uh, the, the the swanky kind of uh, resort town for the for you know for all the skiers and snowboarders. Which I just just learned recently that uh, Vail just recently allowed uh, snowboarders because it was it was a skiing only uh, mountain up until eight years ago. So you imagine that eight years ago there was still segregation out here in Vail, discriminating so, uh, against. Single, a piece, uh, snow, snow athletes. I don't know what else Yo, to call it. There. Not cool, bro. Not cool. Uh, so I'm I'm here, uh, being not only I'm breaking barriers, not just being a snowboarder, but also being a brown snowboarder up here. So. Oh, you know, you know, when you pass by the skiers and you take your helmet off and they see that you brown, they're like, I told you. <laughs> I told you this is what would happen. Letting a couple snowboarders in here, look what happened. Right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I look out; it's not as white as it used to be. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, I got no problem with it. I'm just saying it is not as white. That's all. Right? I mean, uh, I've got no problem with it. We sold the timeshare 20 <laughs> seconds ago. 
but I've got no problem with it. You guys enjoy your mountain. I guess I got to go back to Utah. (laughs) So uh, so welcome to the show, everybody. Yeah, this this is is a soccer uh, podcast. We swear. uh, Trust me. uh, It's very much a soccer show. Uh, We have been. uh, Yeah. Even like we said, the show does not stop. So. Uh, we are the Cooligans. Uh, my name is Christian Polanco. Yeah, it is. And mine is Alexis Guerreros. Uh, and yes, together we are your favorite stand-up comedians that host a soccer podcast. And it is, it is not only the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. It is also what, Alexis? The damn gulliest soccer podcast of all time. That's right. And if you look on our Instagram right now, you see me on top of Vail Mountain, on top of the mountain, rocking my Gullia shirt so that everybody out, out even in the mountaintop know how gully this podcast is. So make sure you look at that uh, ASAP because that was, a, that was an awesome moment. Nobody knew what the hell I was doing up there with that shirt. Uh, people are like, hey, put your coat on. It's very cold. <laughs> you're going to uh, die. <laughs> and you're like, nah, son. <laughs> Yeah, your nah. boy, Gully don't, Gully don't feel cold, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gully don't die. Nobody who's ever been Gully has ever died. Nobody, okay? no, no one's ever over Gullied at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the moment uh, so you yeah. took your jacket off and that shirt appeared, property value dropped in Vail, Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "This is has gone too far." I think they're filming a rap video up there. I think I'm not sure. <laughs> You so. just can't trust them. <laughs> so uh, this is a special episode because today uh, we'll, we will be playing our interview uh, that we had with World Cup winner Ali Krieger. Finally, uh, right? I mean, the fans have finally. been begging us for it. And it's like, what? You don't like it when we talk? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, begging slash uh, kind of uh, aggressively forcefully making us do it. I think that's what it kind of felt like as well. Oh, our Um, hand was definitely, uh, you know, I I forget what the cliche is here, but our arms were twisted into (laughs) putting this out this week. That's right. Uh, We were coerced uh, because, uh, but yes, it's long overdue. We we had a, we still have uh, several other interviews uh, that we, that we recorded at the United Soccer Coaches Convention that we will be playing for you guys. Uh, but th- today is Ali Krieger's day because, uh, and you, you've heard us talk about it before. Ali, this out, this interview is one of the most fun interviews that we've ever had. So fun. Ali Krieger is one of the funniest human beings, uh, you're ever going to meet. And, and again, we're stand up comedians. We hang out with comedians all the time. We know funny people. It's really hard to make us laugh. It's really hard. And also I think people have to have kind of understand, you know, sort of the context of this interview is she was extremely busy. Allie was being, you know, uh, you know, was, was doing, you know, uh, like appearances and, and talks. And, and she had her own uh, academy and I think a booth uh, set up where she was. Maybe it was a sponsor's booth, but she had responsibilities to be other places besides being interviewed by two dummies. And we would not leave her representation alone. We yeah. and every even where they're like, well, maybe we'll have a chance tomorrow. I was like, right, maybe <laughs> I would not let it go until they felt almost bad. 
And they had to, they just had to give us at least 10 minutes. And that's exactly what happened. We were supposed to have an interview at one. It kept getting pushed back and pushed back the next day. And we kept thinking like, oh, they're just, they're just stalling. They're not actually going to uh, let Allie do an interview. And then Allie was like, yeah, I want to do, cause we talked to her for like five minutes. And she was like, yeah, I want to do this interview. They're hilarious. And they were like, you got 10 minutes and that was it. And she sat with us for at least 20 because she was having so much fun. And we were, you and I, you and I can't, I like, I could remember the look on your face the moment, like her personality just came right through. And we were like, oh, this is actually going to be a fun interview. Like, we're, you know, she's not going to be stressed for time. She doesn't care. She yeah. like waved off her reps. Yeah. You, we mentioned it before with, um, when we went to, uh, you know, we did all the interviews with FC Dallas. The what what is common is like so we'll we'll speak to some like representative or a handler or whoever's working with that particular person that we're trying to talk to and they'll they'll give us that uh yeah he you know he or she can talk to you for for five minutes and they and just so you know and this is for anybody that works in maybe any media because we're learning this uh, as we we sort of explore this soccer landscape if somebody's saying that they will they have five minutes for you that means that they truly probably don't want to talk to you because they don't know you and they, they expect it to be a terrible experience. Yeah. They ain't so got shit to do. <laughs> they just are trying to <laughs> give totally them free. Yeah. It's totally like, available. it's like when the, uh, like, you know, you go to a job interview or maybe you go on a date, right. And you tell someone to call like 20 minutes and say, you have an important meeting or there's a reason to leave. And then if you're having a good time, you go like, oh, you know what? Reschedule that meeting or, oh, you yeah, know yeah. what? I call. Don't worry. Someone else has your apartment key. And it's like, click. I'm actually having a good time. That's what they do. They're like, you only got five minutes. And then they kind of look at the uh, person that they they're that they are responsible for and like, are you good? Do you need that five minute warning right now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's what basically happened with Ali Krieger. And then after a couple of minutes, just all this laugh. I think that that's usually the weirdest thing is that people. They'll, you know, we were on podcast row right there uh, at the convention center and people were watching us and they were just like, yo, why are they laughing so much? Yeah. Like, wait a minute. Who are these people having a good time? <laughs> this is a soccer convention. Enough of this. What's yeah. all this about? <laughs> this is about coaching and strategies. Stop enjoying yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I think so this is why like, I think this is why some of the folks over at U.S. Soccer Coaches uh, put their neck on the line for for us and for Total Soccer Show and uh, for some of the other folks that were on Podcast Row uh, because I think they realize that the convention is rather dry by in nature. You know, they're going over some. Sure. You know, they're going over you know statistical stuff and and tactical stuff. Yeah, the it's, X's and O's, the X's and O's of soccer are not super lively no it's it's and it's not meant to be you know people are having a good time but it's not meant to be lively is a great term and then we come in and we're like what's this who cares i don't know facts you stuck who <laughs> smells smacking, you know? <laughs> smacking clipboards out of people's hands hell yeah son i ripped I, I took a knife and i ripped open that big bag of balls and i kicked them all over the place now go pick up your balls son you know <laughs> So uh, yeah. historically, so, it's yeah. been so funny to see the Adidas booth because Adidas does a great booth. Shouts to uh, DJ Step. Shouts to all of our friends over at Adidas. And they have like like hip hop music blaring and like video games being played. And it's like the most serious people walking by like lower that hippity hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so th that's why we're able to have a lot, a lot of fun. I think we're. We're winning over hearts and minds, you know, the more and more uh, that we get to, like, uh, speak to 
you know, the, these, uh, you know, people high up in the, the, the soccer hierarchy, right? I think more and more people just get to know who we are. And they might, you know, maybe next time they might, they'll say like, uh, oh, instead of saying, you know, Ali has five minutes for you, they might say, she has 10 minutes. So that's like a press progress. Ooh. That's, that's all we can hope for. <laughs> you doubled up on us. Very nice. And and I will say this. If her handlers are listening, they were absolute sweethearts. They were very honest the entire time. I'm not going to lie. I even said it to them. I thought they were lying to us, you know, about getting the interview with <laughs> Allie. And they turned out to be absolutely amazing. And for as much as they were like, yeah, like she really only did have 10 minutes, but we're not going to stop her from having a great conversation like they were having with you. Like, yeah, she's late for yeah. other stuff now, but I, I think people. I, well, I think just people should keep listening, should keep in mind that Alexis, this is how Alexis negotiates. You know, he 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 tries to guilt people into things. He may, he makes people feel bad. He he tells them specifically that he does not trust them. This is it. it it's so. Uh, th- this Newark skepticism that's like, yo, you're trying to get one over on me, and but you you won't keep that to yourself. You'll say that to the person regardless of who it is. Because here's the truth. I, I feel like they're not trying to get one over on me, but if I make them feel as though I feel that way, they're going to feel so bad, they're going to they're gonna literally do whatever I ask. So, yeah, maybe <laughs> I learned that in the yeah. mean streets of Newark, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, good move. It worked. It worked out. So, uh, usually the way we start the show, we always uh, show love to the people who show love to us. And uh, we are so close to 400 reviews on iTunes. Oh, we could smell uh, 400. Small 400 is so, so close. Uh, and uh, so I want to read uh, a review of someone who uh, started, I think they started re- listening recently based on the review. Uh, and, it, and it made me smile because it made me remember of a fun moment that we had on the show a couple months ago so this is from mochi baby mochi Mochi baby baby. (laughs) and the subject says lots of good laughs to be had i got a five-star review thank you mochi baby mochi baby (laughs) i started listening to the cooligans because they kept popping up on my twitter timeline from people i follow so i thought i'd give them a shot the first one i listened to was the one after the mls cup final and they were cracking me up with that bit about how the South American players point at their feet with both hands when a play is messed up in the final third compared to how English players, et cetera, and others uh, respond to it. Pero uh, que haces, boludo? Que haces, boludo? <laughs> Pero mira, <laughs> my feet are right here. <laughs> I think that's, that's the training. That, that's like soccer 101 in Argentina. Point at your feet when somebody messes up a play. Uh, so <laughs> I'll continue. He says, quote, I have loved their content since, and both Alexis and Christian have good radio voices. I know that's a weird thing to say, but if I'm, if I'm going to spend hours listening to two dudes talk about soccer, I want them to have good voices. Very funny, and very glad I found the Cooligans. Thank you so much, Mochi Baby. Mochi Baby! <laughs> I, and, and I love. I know you love the, the silkiness of our voices. Oh, I'm sorry. Ears. Did somebody say something about our radio voices? <laughs> okay yeah you, you're gonna listen to two dudes talking about soccer yeah they better have some sexy ass voices i agree with you yeah let me tell you something we we keep get we keep getting such amazing reviews but i want to read this one uh this is j3252 who i believe this is the dude that just got voted uh the president of 30 of 3252 okay um remember cool. we met him at um isc 
Yes, that's right. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, I remember. I think this is the dude. It's five stars. The subject is the great talk of the game, which is very like regal, you know, the great talk of the game. It sounds like it's going to be an epic book, doesn't it? Uh, this podcast surpassed so many expectations. I truly connected to these guys on the first episode I listened to. The fact that I can hear an informative and interesting pod about soccer while laughing like crazy just baffles me. I know. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> J3252. Ain't it nutty? Shout out to LAFC. It's crazy. I know it's crazy. It's uh <laughs> nobody's ever uh really nobody's ever really tried it, I guess. Especially Oh no, no, no. I could I could if you want, I could point you to some podcast that try it. <laughs> <laughs> like but, I think the know, best you could have hoped for in the past is people talking about soccer in a very sort of strategic way that also have great personalities and senses of humor. Total soccer show comes to mind. Even Extra Time Radio, some of those guys have great personalities and, and, and senses of humor. And they sort of, you know, riff, riff with each other a little bit or rib on each other a little bit. But no one's ever, you know, sort of swapped that equation. You know what I mean? Like, no yeah. one's ever said, like, nah, son, we're going to go way more funny. And then you're going to be surprised we actually know some shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. We set the bar very low for, like, what, what soccer knowledge we have. But when it comes to comedy knowledge. We all good there. We oh, got buddy, we got them chops, bruh. <laughs> that's all. That's all we ever did for the the last decade of our lives. So, yeah, we've only it, ruined every relationship we've ever had, <laughs> so that we could bring you some jokes. <laughs> it's nice that we could put it to use uh, finally. So, uh, all right. So, thank you so much for reviews. Make sure you're on iTunes uh, on the Apple Podcast app. Leave a review. Takes a second. You can do it while you're listening to this. Uh, and help us get to 400. So, yeah. And hey, uh, if you already subscribe to the podcast, you could also go to Spotify and hit subscribe. It's, uh, you know, like or, or follow, I think is what they call it there. Like you don't have to. It's not going to like alert you when a new podcast is up. It'll just be in your it'll just be in your streams, you know, so it'd be really dope if you okay. could do that. So we can get a couple more listeners on, uh, you know, on uh, Spotify. Yeah, that'd be tough. All right. Come on. Cool. Couple of here, couple of there. For not following us on every single uh, audio platform there is on, on the planet. I mean, you could not do it, but then think about like how that would make others feel, including us too. You know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you don't want to hurt. You don't want to break our hearts. All right, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about a couple things before we get our uh, to our interview with Ali Krieger. Uh, of course, let you know what. Let's start with Philadelphia Union because we don't get, we don't show them enough love. I don't think Phila- I don't think Philadelphia Union loves itself enough to show itself love. But finally. They have made a move. Fang has sunk their teeth into the transfer market. (laughs) Fang, I think, is leading. I think Fang is the new GM because (laughs) Fang is making a move. This is nice to see. Uh, Not only did uh, the Philadelphia Union get a a good player, but they also, like, they signed a a designated player, which uh, is, I I believe, going into this season, they're, they're finally going to have all three uh, uh, designated player spots filled, which they have not done before. So, but Marco uh, Fabian, uh, Mexican national team coming over from from Eintracht uh, Frankfurt, going to the Philadelphia Union. So now, this in itself is uh, this is exciting because of where Philadelphia usually uh, is when it comes to either missing the playoffs 
getting close to the playoffs or, or, or losing in the first round. This is something that can at least excite fans. Like I, I, I honestly feel that if the Philadelphia Union would have beaten NYCFC in that knockout game, they probably don't make this move. You know what I mean? I, I think their fans would have, I think they would have felt like, oh, well, we got farther in the playoffs. Our fans are good. We don't need to really do anything to sort of excite them. But I think there was a, a real sense of pressure this time around that season ticket holders were going to be like, I'm done. I'm done with this team. And now this move in itself at least saves some some season ticket holders for the Philadelphia Union. I think you're right. I think if there was sort of they, they would feel as though they look how far we got with the players we had. Uh, you know, oh, look, we got we got pretty far in the playoffs. It, it appeases the fans. There was no excuses after, uh, you know, sort of. I mean, it was like tumultuous, but I think Chicago Fire sets a new standard for tumultuousness, you know, sort of with their fans. <laughs> like this is I, Philadelphia Union was this is a story of an incredible fan base. You know, one, it was one of the teams where Sons of Ben were so we're so wanting a team that they sort of had to get a team. And it was like the, the supporters came out and made the city get a team and made MLS give Philadelphia a team. You look at that to where they are, you know, last year or where they were at the beginning of last year, where it was just so everyone was so down and people were like, let's just get players. And they were only buying uh, players with Tam. They didn't want to spend any of their own money. This is all completely changed. Now, Mark, you know, uh, Fabian, right? Like, is he, is he the player that's going to take it to the next step? I've said in the past, players like Rooney, they can't do it. They're too slow. They're too old. And I've been completely wrong. So I don't know. I mean, every Philadelphia Union fan right now is like, Alexis, please don't say he's going to be good because then that means he's going to be bad, right? Like, I'm the jinx. <laughs> and I get that. To some degree, I absolutely get that. But here's my thing. Often injured in the past, you know, injuries have has derailed his career. He was supposed to be sort of that he was like sort of post like the golden generation, the most recent golden generation for Mexico, but he's a little too old for this new one that's coming up with guys like Diego Lanez and all that. Like, yeah, you know, he's sort of this in between and he's sort of on his own, right? If he can come in and just be, you know, that, that midfield presence that Philadelphia needs someone to give Akam the damn ball. That's it. You got Akam for a reason. That dude's a speedy winger. I don't understand why Chicago sold him to begin with when you had a system that worked, right? And now you bring him to Philadelphia and he doesn't have, you know, the pieces to give him the service. And now this Fabian dude might just be that. If he just does that, your Philadelphia is a scary team. Yeah, the thing is, Philadelphia is not a bad team. You know, there's definitely, there's, we know, what a bad team looks like in MLS and Philadelphia is not that. Yeah. But, but are they a good team though? They're not, they, it's like the, the, especially in the Eastern conference. And when you compare them to the other teams that made it to the playoffs, right? Atlanta, NYCFC, Red Bulls, uh, Columbus, uh, who am I, who else am I I'm missing one other, uh, outside of them. I forgot who else. Uh, DC United. DC United. So when you compare them against those five, they're clearly, the, the sixth best best team. I mean that that that's clear, and we saw it in the, in the in the playoffs. So they're they're um, they're underachieving. They're an underachieving team. But they also and- have the skill, and they showed it last year. They have the skill that if they play, if they play together, they can do great things. Right? They were sure. they were on the brink of beating NYCFC. I mean, I know that the scoreline doesn't show, but like 
you know, the, I, as, as someone who was, you know, prepared for that game as a fan, I wouldn't say I walked in with the most confidence, right? Um, yeah. You know, Philadelphia had some really big wins throughout the season that you were like, what is going on? You know, what team is this? Like, which one's showing up? And they still got guys like Fafa Picault and guys like that, that if given, you know, if they were put in the right position, sort of that, you know, Lucho Acosta, you know, thing. Like, if you put the pieces around them that they need for that for their skill to show, they'll be a better team. Is Fabian that guy? I don't know. But, you know, the one thing is, very simply, there's some excitement around the Philadelphia Union, which there hasn't been in a long time. Yeah, but I, I Their biggest feel... signing before this was Fang. <laughs> sure. And he, he wasn't even signed. He just came out of an egg. That was he a just... weird way to do it. Well, they signed the egg, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, hoping that it grew into a great soccer player, and they got Fang. So it, was, it all worked out, right? So uh, I'm, I'm just genuinely excited that they're going to have three designated players and three players, uh, Bedoya, Borg Toshkow, and Fabian. Th- that in itself, just hearing those three names, you're like, all right, th- uh, maybe they can be, they can add a little bit more uh, excitement to this, to this team. And obviously, I, I don't know if Akam's going to stay because he had that, uh, that one-year contract. Um, so who, I don't know what, the, I don't know if they have enough money for him. Uh, but still, you know, you hear the kind of, you know the way they play is an they they play an exciting game, and I think they just need a little bit uh, help up front, and I think Fabian offers that. So, uh, best of luck, Philadelphia Union. Best of luck. A shout out to Mike Thomas, Belly Squad member, uh, always an OG Philadelphia Union fan, uh, and I, I know he's happy because he he was mentioning how uh, he, he he bought season tickets uh, again. He renewed his season tickets, and he was very close to to leaving. So, so you want him back, Philly. So hopefully you can, you can get him back another year. So we'll see how that goes. There you go. And now we got to go down and hang out with Fang and try this stupid Philadelphia taco. <laughs> well, don't judge it before you even have it. Bro, it's a cheesesteak wrapped in a slice. You know <laughs> that, right? All I'm saying is that I trust Fang, all right? Bro, it is, a, it is an entire Philadelphia cheesesteak sandwich with a giant slice of pizza underneath it. All right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. You know, those uh, every every town has their own delicacies. I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to sit here and be critical before I try. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to speak ill of their cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I wouldn't I want to offend those the, the, the high society people of Philadelphia. Uh, so, so I'm going to I'm going to wait till I try. It. So, uh all right, so let's talk about uh, next next up. Let's talk about Miguel Amiron. Wow, made his debut. Up. Made his debut in England uh, for, for Newcastle. Obviously, big big move, big move out of MLS. Big move for the the Premier League. Big move for uh, for Newcastle. Their most expensive signing, a player out of Major League Soccer, says a lot. Obviously, a lot of eyes on the young man. Uh, also, I don't know if you know heard about this. Uh, Miguel Amiron's Instagram got hacked just uh, a couple days ago. Uh oh! So the haters are out in full force. Okay, did they post something? These are, these are Sunderland fans that are trying to mess things up. Maybe some I, Middlesbrough I, fans, you know? <laughs> okay, you, but you guys need to cut it out because uh, that 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 dude uh, posts a lot of pictures of his abs on on his social media and. We wouldn't want that being disrupted in any way. 
No, you better so, not. You better not take my favorite content off the internet, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Miguel Amidon uh, uh, comes into the game uh, somewhere around the seventieth minute, give or take, uh, against the Wolver Wolverhampton Wolves uh, of <laughs> of the Premier League. Uh, this game ends one one, but let's. I mean, nobody cares about anybody else besides besides Miguel Amidon. I loved. The, there's a bunch of uh, threads uh, and just responses of, of, of like what people thought about Miguel Amiron. And my favorite one was uh, somebody asked like, what was, uh, what was, what was your thoughts on Miguel Amiron? And somebody posted the Forrest Gump gif of him just running off of like off of the farm and then just running down the road. Yeah. Uh, because Cause he did that, run the entire time. The, <laughs> Miguel Amiron. And, and this is what I was happy to see. Because we knew he was fast in Major League Soccer, and right, and we we saw him, we saw him in person, and even when you see him in person, you're like, "Yo, this dude is so much faster than these Major League Soccer." I don't know, what, are they like accountants that they put out there to play against this <laughs> Paraguayan international? <laughs> because that's even when he walks by you, uh-huh. like when we were doing all that media stuff, and he was walking by us, we'd be like, "Hey, slow down!" You know, <laughs> dude, you taking some large steps. Don't it down. So, uh, but Miguel Amidon is uh, arguably watching him in those, uh, you know, 20, 25 minutes that he played. I, I, I'm, I, he might have been the fastest player on the pitch. He also, and, like, he changes the pace of the game. And I do have to correct you on something. It's Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, my bad. Yeah. So, God forbid, right? I mean, <laughs> you know, we start getting emails from well, all the burner accounts Daryl has. <laughs> Because that's his favorite team. But that's right. Uh, Wolves is the nickname. I keep forgetting. Yeah, Wolves is the nickname. But so, and it's also their logo. I mean, it's not confusing at all. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the one thing I, I noticed about him is like, you know, so that, that whole trope about like American players that they're super fast. Like, yeah, he came from an American league, right? But he's not American. So you bring him in, he's super fast. But here's the thing like, he still had control. He still was finding the right pass. It's clearly a, a, a different level of speed that he was facing versus, you know, Premier League uh, competition versus MLS competition, right? And I think the one play that sort of signifies that is when he sort of, uh, sort of refines possession of the ball inside, uh, inside the uh, the box, and he's kind of not really a hundred percent sure what to do with it. And as he's sort of deciding what he's going to do, he's immediately surrounded by Wolverhampton players, and it's. I think in that moment, you know what I mean? Like if he was a bit more game ready and it wasn't preseason, people forget like, yeah, Premier League is already halfway through the season. Dog, this dude is in preseason form. Okay. Yeah. He was on vacation three weeks ago. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) you know, give this dude a little bit of time. But that's the one thing where I'm like, all right, now he knows the speed. And that's Wolves. You know what I mean? That's Wolverhampton. Like. Wait till it's City. You know what I mean? Wait till it's United. Wait till it's Arsenal if they could ever get their shit together. You know what I mean? Like that speed's only going to increase. I think he's got it. I think he'll be fine. And I think he also surprised some of the other players in the midfield. They were like, how the hell did he get that ball to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I Watching the game, I, I felt a little bit like um, like they, the, the expectation wasn't insanely high because I, I think there's that, oh, he's coming from MLS. But I, I, I can't wait to see him for 90 minutes because, again, this, this just uh, raises my belief that 
that Major League Soccer is becoming a much more quality league in that a player, yes, he came from South America, uh, uh, but playing here, played here for, uh, you know, two years and didn't miss a step. You know what I mean? Like maybe it maybe built his confidence even more uh, to go to Newcastle and play there and play well because he, weirdly enough, I don't want to say, I don't want to go this far, but, but like in those, for the 20 minutes that he was on the pitch, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. I completely that, agree. I he was he was noticeably a standout. You get what I'm saying? Like he didn't stand out for yeah. the bad reasons. It's not like you know when DeAndre Yedlin gets in a highlight, we're all like, "Ooh, look at us!" You know what I mean? Like he yeah. clearly should have had a camera follow him the entire time while he was on that field, while he was on that pitch. He was clearly like if he maybe he wasn't the best player, but maybe that's arguable, right? But clearly he stood out enough. Where I'm like, yo, this dude is shining yeah. right now. You know what I mean? And every and this was yeah. the this was the next step. This is what we talked about, right? Like we were saying, like, yo, he gets sold for big money. All right, that's a big move. Yo, it's the it's a record breaking deal for Newcastle. All right, that's a big move. But like, he can't fuck that up now. You know what I mean? Like, he's got to go in yeah. there and he's got to play well and he's got to shine. And if he does that, people are gonna be like, yo, he's he's Paraguayan. He's not American. That's fine. He took two years, like you said, and came here, and it didn't put him back a step it didn't re- like stop his momentum it didn't stop his progression if anything he developed further here okay so that's yeah. a big deal for mls huge yeah he <laughs> yeah he looked he looked great I, i'm excited to because I, I also thought like oh you know he is coming in the game uh late you know super sub kind of kind of a role uh but him being in that uh like even in like people, people who haven't seen him in MLS, like he's that fast, regardless of where, what time of, of, of the, you know, during the match it is. So he just, he just really, really stood out and looked poised and comfortable. And, and, uh, and, and the fact that you mentioned like him being in preseason form and still looking as good as he did. Uh, I think, uh, I think, I think it's Rafa Benitez is going to have a good time, at least prepping games going forward. Because he, there's somebody in the midfield that he can, I think, truly, truly count on. So, uh, so, so, yeah, I was excited. So, but the end, of the, the game ended weird, right? It was they were up one. Uh, Newcastle was up one nil. They're gonna have trouble scoring because it's Newcastle, right? But the the goal that they gave up, uh, for uh, you know, against Wolves was just absurd. And and this brought up another question and a, a lot of issues with. Poor goalkeeping, right? Was it poor goalkeeping or was it a foul by uh, uh, by Bolli, uh, who, uh, who who put his arms over the keeper after a really, really high cross? I mean, it felt uh, it was similar to the, the Jordan Pickford. Not so, it didn't hit the post, but you know what I mean? Like, it was just like, you know, it, it was like a Hail Mary. That, that's basically what we could say. It was like a Hail Mary. Uh, and and Bolli got on it, uh, headed the ball in, it hit, it hit the keeper. And ended up going in, but it it clearly looked like a foul to me. But so the the issue that this brought up is that when there's poor goalkeeping in the Premier League, people, uh, especially in a moment like that, right? Because it was the game was one nil. That goal happened in the 94th minute, uh, almost 95th minute, and a goalkeeping error, some would say. But when things like that happen in the Prem. People are like, "Well, what a crazy league! You can't. Who knows what's gonna happen next, right?" A lot right. of people were making this point, but everybody's like, "This is just 
this league beautiful that you, you you never know what to expect week after week <laughs> look uh, at that right but, you always got to be on your toes <laughs> <laughs> but any other league especially mls goalkeeper makes a mistake has some error look at this uh trash league look at this the quality the standards too low um, oh what do they say this this they'll say things like the tweet is just the state of this <laughs> Ugh, condescending <laughs> Unbelievable. And there's so many. Look, I would honestly say when it comes to uh, unpredictability in any league, I feel like the Premier League is the least of that. You know what I mean? It's the most predictable league when, as far as results. A hundred percent. What is it? Unless you're talking about like just it's two different teams that are battling. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe three. But generally, the top 10 teams most of the time are probably going to win that game, right? It's yeah. not that when it, if you want unpredictability, MLS is, has all that for you. In right? fact, you it's so predictable. Ahead. It's so predictable that if that top 10 team doesn't win, typically the manager gets fired <laughs> because it was that much <laughs> yeah. of a shock. It's not like, Oh, well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of good teams. No, no. They're like, how could you have lost that scrub ass team? <laughs> You're fired. Yeah. Uh, at least MLS has, you know, uh, when it comes to who's going to win, you don't know if you're, you don't know if the number one team is going to win either. They might, they might win the game. They might lose the game. They might also lose by five, six goals, right? That's how, uh, against anybody. So at least there is a little bit of parity to, uh, that is conducive to results not being as predictable. Right. Every, you can complain about the, the, the quality as much as you want, but when it comes to things being predictable, you cannot praise the Premier League for that because that is not even close. Uh, oh, you can't praise them for being unpredictable because it's not even close to that. So, uh, so An American. Uh, like, I mean, well, a former uh, player in MLS is out there looking good. That's a good sign. Exactly. So the uh, a couple of other things. Uh, uh, speaking of Atlanta United, Chris McCann. Waves, oh, wait, hold on. Actually, before uh, you get to that, uh, you were talking yeah. about goalkeeping. You know, J.J. Watt, right? Yeah. OK. Did you hear what he said? I, I, uh, about he, goalkeeping? No, yeah. Yeah. He, he I, thought this is what he thought. He seriously thought that at the end of his football career, his NFL career, he would intensely train for one year. And he would be able to be an MLS goalkeeper or a Premier League goalkeeper. Okay, so JJ Watt of the Houston Texans, <laughs> yes, a defensive lineman, the the, the guy, monster of a human being. <laughs> he seriously who built, thought, who is built like the Airbnb I am staying at. Yes, JJ uh, <laughs> Watt thinks that he can be a goalkeeper in any. Could he be a goalkeeper in a Sunday league? Because the dude. I don't know if he can raise his arms up over his head. He is gigantic. We will say this. Let's start by saying this. One, JJ, you're welcome to play on Cooligans FC. <laughs> Only because they don't play with full-size goals, and your shoulder width is about the size of the span of the goal anyway. Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, you're just a large man uh, just in front of goal. I, I don't think anybody will get past you. They'll be intimidated to even take a shot. Because uh, you're just a scary, he got scary pecs on that 
He's a big guy. But let me, I'll tell you this, though. Thank you to NWSL player and his girlfriend. uh, Her name is, I believe it's pronounced Kialia, Kialia Ohay or Ohai. That's his, uh, yeah, it's, uh, she plays for the uh, Houston Dash. Um, That's his girlfriend. And she was like, oh, for real? Oh, you think you could be a goalkeeper? Yo, she took him out to a soccer field. And my man is like, yo, I'm never trying that again. (laughs) <laughs> that's hilarious I, you know what that 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 is one of those um you know how like in in uh in comedy you know when somebody somebody dates a comedian they, I, i've heard this multiple times where like a lot of people get into comedy because they started dating a comedian and then they'll be like eh, i could do that there's a very terrible there's a very famous comedian uh who lives in your neighborhood uh who had a baby recently and the ex-boyfriend of that woman, I guess, was still very jealous and saw his set and was like, oh, I could do that. And that's the thing about this this comedian we're talking about. He makes it look effortless. It's part of his genius, you know, but he saw that the ex-boyfriend saw that was like, I could do comedy and started doing like comedy shows in Staten Island and open mics. And within weeks was like, yeah, I'm never trying that again. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me just read you this passage of what uh what jj watt said because this is hilarious she put it not even on the penalty spot the 18 yard line which whatever he's a football player he gets in the, in the head a lot i'm not going to correct him uh which is like the big box far away <laughs> but so i'm like okay i'm gonna stop this no problem she smoked the ball past my face so Effing fast. So fucking fast. I mean, I can say that here. Uh, <laughs> no chance. You could give me five years training. No chance. It's insane how fast and hard she can kick the ball. And I can only imagine, obviously, what Ronaldo would do flying one past my face. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous, especially goalkeeping. This is almost a difference if he was like, I could be a starting uh, midfielder or a center back. I mean, where it's just like, so crazy, but... A goalkeeper, a goalkeeper, you have to be, you have to figure out that you have something different in your brain by like eight years old, that you're like more psychotic than the, your other classmates. You yeah. Know, that you're, you're like, it's a hundred percent true. Yeah, I can take- <laughs> <laughs> you don't just wake up in your twenties one day and be like, you know, I'm going to get into uh, people rifling, you know, 50, 60 mile per hour shots towards my body with, and really, and really no protection whatsoever. Just a, gloves. a, a pair, just a pair of mittens, basically. Goddamn gloves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so no, it's uh, ridiculous from JJ. Well, I'm glad he learned this lesson. I'll so, tell you this much. Uh, I remember when you and I did that, uh, that interview with RJ Allen down at the uh, uh, kids Academy uh, Sportica yeah. uh, down Sportica, in Jersey. Yeah. And uh, there, one of the uh, British trainers was there, one of the one of the academy trainers, and uh, he was trying to explain to this girl, uh, like sort of in this netted area, like how to kick the ball with force. And he was like, "Yeah, you got to stand this way." And she was like, "Well, you show me." And he might have been a good thirty yards from the padded wall, and the ball he hit hit that wall with such a thud and force. That dude, sounds, claps, loud bangs behind me don't make me flinch at all. I hid behind Christian Polanco. (laughs) Yeah, it was... uh, It was the scariest thud I've ever heard. It sounded like someone drove a Kia Sportage into a wall. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, imagine yeah, stopping that with not, mittens. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. I've, I've tried goalkeeping uh, a couple of times, maybe like three times. And I don't know. Uh, it, it Like, it's just, it's just genuinely a scary thing. If you don't have it in your heart to like die, not only like dive in to stop a shot, but, you know, like our buddy Kevin Kevin Hall, another comedian who plays on uh, Cooligans FC, he his leg got like shattered. I mean, not not he got a fracture from a guy uh, who was he was making a play on goal. He had a, every right to go get the ball. Kevin slides slides to kick the ball away, which is a good move. And it, uh, uh, you know, you have to be kind of a crazy person, right, to to risk your body in that way. But the guy, he, he clears the ball, but the guy swung through and kicked and kicked him right on the shin, right on the shin guard, fractured his, uh, fractured his shin. It's so, ridiculous. I mean, this is why, you know, Mike Madgett's hand was swollen to the size of his head. <laughs> because uh, it's not, these aren't normal people we're talking about, all right? No, they can't. You can't be normal and be a goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, and there's a difference between, it's you know, J.J. Watt is a... a uh, lineman, defensive lineman. So he's not necessarily taking hits. He's like giving them. So it's a little different than if he was like an offensive lineman, you can kind of see it, right? Because yeah. the, the mindset is kind of there. You have to you have to take on these 200, 300 pound dudes coming at you. You're like, yeah, uh, I, I'm crazy enough. I believe I can stop this person. But the one on the other end of that doesn't have, doesn't have the, 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 the mental strength i think of like the offensive lineman or the goalkeeper which i think are more in line so, no 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 it would be uh, like him becoming a quarterback and not being able to move his feet while jj waters coming at you that's being <laughs> a goalkeeper exactly uh so shouts so, hold on shouts to ohi or oh hey i sorry i don't know how to pronounce your name shouts to you for taking your man out there and being like hey yo fam let me show you what type of skill we got in the nwsl yeah. right now <laughs> she, she was like let me yeah let me show you how it's done uh, go go back in the kitchen, JJ. Why you don't belong out? Yeah, here. you know what, JJ? Uh, go make me a sandwich. Get out of this goalkeeper <laughs> right now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, okay, a couple other things uh, before we get to our interview. Just uh, one thing I want to mention: there's a there's a player that plays for the Oklahoma Energy. Uh, Oklahoma Energy. He is, uh, I believe, he's a midfielder uh, there or a striker. I don't remember exactly, but. His name is uh, Joshua Garcia, and the reason we're bringing uh, him it's up. It's Joshua Dike Garcia. <laughs> Joshua Yatusave Garcia. <laughs> Joshua Dimelo uh, Garcia. <laughs> Joshua, he plays, uh, yes, yeah, so he plays Oklahoma in, uh, the, I believe they're, are they in USL Championship? Um, uh, I'll double check that. But he just recently got called up uh, to the Dominican national team. Because he's Dominican, now he's not just a guy. Uh, he is from the, he is of Dominican descent, and he so he is. Uh, they made the Oklahoma Energy made a, a, a like a promo video uh, about him and and him getting called up to the national team. Uh, and I mean, could I could I be any prouder? I was basically crying. I mean, uh, this was, is this is. It's almost like you got called up. This is, I mean, he looks exactly like me. So he does. I it really, up. honestly, he really does. <laughs> I'll be playing there. Also, playing he had no idea they were even looking at him. So, yo, dead ass Christian, you got a shot. 
I they might be listening to this. All right. <laughs> they might so be out at Pier 5 on <laughs> right Brooklyn Bridge Park watching them Cooligans FC right there on the phone with uh, okay. soccer shape trying to figure out what your current training is like. <laughs> yeah, they were like, yo, I saw him do a merengue celebration. I think this might this guy might fit on the Dominican national team. I might have to call him. In. What was that thing? So, the the hita, <laughs> right? Was that thing the ch- 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 the the the, the <laughs> instrument you had in your car? Oh, like guida, like, like guida. I can't remember the name. That you have one of those out there. They're like this guy's definitely he's <laughs> he's on the national team just because. <laughs> okay, for the celebrations alone, we need him. Okay. Yo, deadass, uh, we should all be tweeting at the Dominican national team. To just get Christian a tryout, just to walk up. You know, don't they have a camp cupcake he can walk in? A camp platano that he can walk in? <laughs> All right, camp, uh, camp keep it. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have a camp tres leche that my man can walk in on? <laughs> that would be dope. All right. All right. Honestly, oh. I really think we could do this. I really think if we all tweet at the Dominican national team, we can get my dude to get a trial. Just a trial. Clearly, we know those players are better than Christian, but let my man try. Okay. I mean, it won't hurt anybody. Uh, Besides you, because you're going to get hurt. It'll be rough. Uh, yeah. Camp, camp, uh, camp Dominican cake. Well, that could yeah, be it, right? There you go. <laughs> so, um, but yes. Uh, so, I, I, what I liked about his video was that he uh he he mentioned how there there's other Dominican players that don't play for the Dominican national team because they have dual citizenship and we know who he's talking about talk about Mariano out in Real Madrid and talking about uh uh Junior Firpo out and Real Betis uh and and a lot of these guys they're Dominican and they're like hey if i have to pick between the two the Spanish national team or the Dominican national team, you know, obviously most people will probably pick the Spanish national team. I think team. some would, yeah. Let's see, has some the would. Spanish national team ever lost to Cuba? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yes, we have to, oh, that, that's going to be a blemish on the Dominican national team's uh, record for a long time. But the, uh, the, 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 it just told, he, at least he said it, right? He called them out. He was just like, hey, there's people that don't want to play for the Dominican national team and they have the option to. So he's, he's like, yo, I'm going to show love where, uh, from, you know, my, my home country. And, and, and so that in itself is like a little uplifting because of course we want, we want to see the Dominican national team in the gold cup playing, uh, this summer. So he, uh, he mentioned those, those games that are coming up, they're going to be happening, uh, in March. The next game is absolutely crucial. I think the Dominican Republic is in the uh, they're in ninth or tenth place, so only the top ten make it in, into the Gold Cup. Cuba sitting in second after that ridiculous loss on that damn cow patch uh, that they that they that were playing on. You but, should be so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we're excited to see that. So, uh, I mean, the hope is hopefully we can get Joshua on the show. Josh Garcia would be uh, you know repping DR. Maybe talk to him about how uh, how it how it goes out there in DR and everything like that. Like it, that that that's my dream. So that that'll be the quest going forward. Maybe uh, we could ask him to put in a good word. You know what I mean? Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you my resume. All Are right? you kidding me? 
Cam Sorimonyando. Come on. So, uh, all right. So, should we get to our interview? I think we should. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm I'm excited for this. This is finally right. You know how many people have fast forwarded, you know, <laughs> and has skipped all this amazing uh, conversation about NWSL players, and I'm saying that now, so you feel guilty and go back. The the kid is still in effect. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, this is uh, like a really big shining moment for us that we finally got to talk to. This was really close to the top. I mean, like second place of dream gets for us, uh, especially for me. Uh, this is my favorite, uh, you know, female soccer player. This is one of my top favorite soccer players. Just someone who's just like, nah, not taking it. As far as uh, female soccer players are concerned, she defines gully. Okay, for us, uh, and you know, I I know the twenty three, uh, the twenty three. Uh, uh, a player roster was released for the uh, she believes and she's not on it, which is a real, real stupid. I mean, come on. She's got two more caps to get to 100. Let Allie Krieger get there. Ladies and gentlemen, after this message, we will come back with our interview with the one, the only Allie Krieger. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cooligans. But right before we continue to our interview with Allie Krieger, we have a word from one of our sponsors. We're going to be in Rhode Island in not too long. That's right. March 29th, Friday, March 29th, uh, we're going to be emceeing uh, a, a fundraiser for Project Goal. Which uh, is a great Island. foundation. A great foundation that uh, is involved with uh, teaching kids about uh, how to play soccer, opportunity to play soccer for free. And also there's like a mentoring and tutoring programs that they, that they offer for a lot of underprivileged kids in the area. So uh, we're excited to be a part of it because, uh, you know, we, we, we broke, we, we were, we grew up as broke ass kids. Couldn't do, couldn't do anything. Uh, especially playing soccer seemed like a insane opportunity for us, but, the, but they're doing uh, good work at the, the, to help kids uh, play the game, learn about the game and also, uh, you know, do well in school. Yeah. It's going to be a dope. It's going to be a fundraiser. Uh, we're going to be emceeing the entire night. Uh, it's going to be absolutely awesome. There's not going to be any kids there. Uh, it's going to be very, very, uh, you know, uh, it's it's going to be R-rated, okay? Uh, at least PG-13, <laughs> yeah. at least. Yeah. Uh, you know, fun. it's going to be uh, fun, man. They're going to have... They're going to have just a bunch of people. And listen, this is in Providence, Rhode Island. It's going to be at the Rhode Island Country Club, which we asked some of the folks uh, who were there at ISC that were fans of um, they were fans of uh, New England Revolution. I said, hey, you know, where is this in conjunction to you guys? And he's like, yo, that's like 20 minutes away from where Gillette is. A lot of fans live around there. So if you're listening to this, if you're a fan of New England Revolution, there's going to be some really, really big names uh, from New England Revolution past that you are probably going to want to come to this. So you might want to buy a ticket. This is going to be a really dope event. Uh, we're First of all, we're going to be there. We're going to be do, uh, doing the VIP talk beforehand. So buy those VIP tickets. You get a chance to sort of hear us talk one-on-one with some really big stars. Some folks that got uh, New England Revolution to as far as they've ever been. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. Go go to projectgold.org. Projectgold.org. Buy those tickets. Buy the VIP passes. Come hang out with Cooligans and a bunch of people with worse accents. <laughs> That's right. It's open to the public. So March 29th. We'll see you there. 
Yeah, baby, we're back. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, th- look, this is uh, what? This is our third day at, at the United Soccer Coaches Convention. Right. Uh, Lucky voice you guys. Gone. Lucky you guys. <laughs> you still you have can't a great even voice. Speak. Yeah. It's like... So, uh, now, uh, we, so a lot of people have uh, have come through here. I'll, I'll be honest, though. We, I'm probably the most fun, though. Oh, most fun. Right? We haven't had any World Cup winners uh, come through this desk. And so, we're. we're, we're this well, is, you're welcome. You are our biggest get. We, you know? without, without, we were like, this is who we want to speak to. <laughs> this is why you came. You were like, and then you came into the podcast next to us, and I was like, "What if I kick over all their equipment?" <laughs> and they can't do it. <laughs> okay, this is, it hurt our feelings too oh, so much. Yeah. So okay, close, here, so though, close yet so far. Yeah, uh, but but no, uh, we are here. We are very excited. Do you want to yes. introduce our guest? Alexis? I mean, yeah, we didn't even say who it is, ladies and gentlemen. Unless you're driving, and if you are, pull over, take the key out right. of the car, so your hands are free, and put them together for the one, the only, the World Cup winning, my favorite. Favorite female soccer player in the world, Ellie Krieger, everybody, percent. Okay, no, thank you. No, uh, absolutely. Thank baller. you guys so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, get a few good laughs in this atmosphere is, Try. is much needed. Yeah, because there's nothing more fun and levity filled than a soccer coaches convention. <laughs> hey, what do old white guys have to say about this? Let's find yeah. out here at the soccer convention. So, so I shouldn't laugh. At that. <laughs> you didn't laugh. We'll edit that out. <laughs> so, so what? What has your uh, experience like? I know. I'm sure you've been to several of these. The, uh, no, so, this is my first and probably last. Okay. Oh, really? so, <laughs> all right. Hopefully, too we, much. Excitement? It the is. roller coaster that is. The no, I'm just kidding. It's actually different. been really fun. I'm running into a bunch of people who I haven't seen in a long time, and um, you know the good old catch up, yeah, yeah. chit chatting, and um, no, seeing some good products that I really don't get to see all in one place. So it's it's actually been really nice. And, and what uh, what were you here? Uh, were you you were uh, 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 I don't know pitching something or working? You were working with someone You're in promoting particular. Something. You're yes, promoting something. I'm yeah. promoting my Ali Krieger football camps uh, and clinics. So okay. I travel around the country. I feel like I want to impact more kids than just at my games and uh, just taking a picture or, fo- or an o- taking an, you know writing an autograph. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I can travel around and really impact kids in, in a more beneficial way. And and not everyone can bring their kids to the games. You yeah, know, it's and we're tough. not all accessible. We're not in every single city. So okay. I feel like I really see a vision and, and want to help the developmental process and, and, you know, try and build confidence in young athletes. And we do all genders and um, ages and it's really inclusive. And so that's that's my plan. That's I why mean, I'm here. I mean, are these like uh, camps that go on for a long period of time or just while you're in town? These are short. Yeah, these are short camps. So it's about three hours um, and I do separate age groups. So I do seven to 13 year olds and then 14 to 18 because they're, oh, wow. they're in a different part of their game. Yeah. Um, so I want to make sure that, you know, we keep them separate and, um, you know, have fun and get comfortable on the ball with the young ones. And then the older ones, I do a little bit of a transition game. So I, I uh, kind of you know, cater it to that and, and um, it, subject. Yeah. And, and that age uh, group in particular, right? Because w- when we talk about uh, uh, American soccer and, and yeah. comparing it to other countries, right? That that 14 to 18 is where it seems like the, the, the jump happens with, yeah. with, uh, in, in other countries. What, right. Like what in particular are you looking at in that age group where like, all right, this is how we can keep up? I think it's about a transition game in that moment. I don't know if um, a lot of our young players really have a good understanding of what transition is and transitional moments in the game and yeah. when they happen and when they 
occur and what you do right when you lose the ball or also right when you gain, regain the ball. So I think those are really important, and I think the game is growing. So we have to make sure our youth really have a good understanding right. of okay. that aspect of the yeah, game. If any, kids, so, if any kids don't listen, you should just hold the World Cup trophy next <laughs> yeah. to you. Like, are you serious? I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> do you know someone better to listen right. to? Like, who are you? Yeah. Who are you? If I Google me and World Cup, you know, it comes up a picture of me holding up the World Cup trophy. If we Google you and World Cup, what comes up? What? Nothing. You ain't even got social so media. Yeah. So at what age can yeah. you yell at these kids? That's what I want to know. What age is it appropriate for you to be like, you uh, never had it. You ain't got it. That's why you're here. You're living a lie, man. But the best part about the kids is that... Um, is I do like a leadership session in the end, so that might not be good for me to, <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to you know, yell at the kids. And then I gotta go build them up. Then I gotta go build them up in the end. No, but then I'm more accessible because we do like a question and answer, and then we do photos and autographs and things like that. And and I also talk to the parents, which is so important because you got to keep the kids coming back. So the parents yeah, are also uh, a key component in in my camps. So how cool. much is it? And be honest, how much is it? How many, what percentage of the kids? are really just there to meet you. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, 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 no, I'll do all the training stuff you well, want me to do. Most of but them can do I hang stare out? when I'm walking yeah. around. So okay, that's okay. when I'm like, okay, they're, they're here to see me and meet me and, and you know, learn something. Um, this is one thing yeah, I love I about your there's, uh, there's, social media, your Instagram. Right. There's like these pictures of you with like these glee-filled children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's just nothing in our lives that we have. That. My nephew sees me, he's like, oh, yeah. There's just no, there's no child are you that's do, Are you the comedy? Oh, when do you plan on getting a job, oh, uncle? Yeah. You know what? He did ask me that. I went to the house at like he's like, two, oh, you do two in the a afternoon. Job. He's like, how come you're here? No one else is here. How come you, don't you have a job? And I'm like, I work at night. <laughs> yes, it's for drink tickets, right. but whatever. So, Follow your dreams, so, kid. Ali, Ali, you, uh, you play for the Orlando Pride. Yeah. And uh, one of uh, our, our our favorite human beings also plays on your team, uh-huh. uh, Sydney LaRue Dwyer. Yes. Yes. Uh, she's one of my best friends. And she is, uh, I know she's having a, a, a baby girl. Yes. Right? So, uh, but they're... Uh, the Dwyer family and the social media presence that they hold—it's almost like the if it, you can have a, a like a you know a football academy, yeah. But when it, a social media, media academy, academy can be yeah. run by the Dwyers, yeah, yeah. right? I mean, they're I crushing would it. offer a contract to them to run, <laughs> yes. but I do actually have a really really great um, social media uh, president. I Very nice. I want to call her. Okay. Um, that everything runs through her, and she does a great job. But yes, they are crushing social media, See, and Sydney room, is like. She could, she could have her own show. Clap back 101. Right. Because if somebody says anything Sometimes about Sometimes I'm like, yeah, what do I say to this person who's yes. like trying to bully me? Yeah, like, I I'm about to like, go off. And she she's sees like, like a negative tweet. She starts taking off the earring. She's like, all right, we're about to get in. She rolls up her sleeves. Yeah. She's like, okay. Yeah. Okay, like, we're about to get in this. Yeah. I will not ignore it. I don't care if that's right. the advice. Yeah. Right. What kind it of- doesn't matter what position you hold. If you're like a fan, a supporter, or you're like an owner of a team, yeah. she's like, I'll clap back and you like, guys seem put you to get along place. so well yeah, on that team. Yeah, I'm also, yeah, we do. We get along great. Um, you know, both on and off the field. I think that's what really helps the team be successful. Yeah. So that's important. Where oh, are you from originally? I'm from Northern Virginia, so about 30 miles south of DC. Okay. So Orlando's new. Kind of a cool, yeah, 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 different, right? They a, got a lake, you know? A few. <laughs> do they? Right, I'm, yeah. I'm not going anywhere like near water. 100, over 130 or something. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's a fun I place know to, that. yeah, it's um, a fun place to live though because. It's great. Um, especially if you're playing in the NWSL for Orlando Pride, they do great. They get complain. great, they get yeah. great, great crowds stadium. out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good soccer city. Um, it's a beautiful town. All the people are, are have been so incredible. Uh, we're one of the only sports there, including um, Orlando Magic, and then we have a second league men's hockey 
hockey team. Okay. Um, and then us. And so I think we're one of the highlights of the city. You For know? sure. So it's really, it's really great to see everyone come out and support us. should be on us. a tourism board. Come to we Orlando. We really should. You know, I'm going to talk to our, Alley. our uh, <laughs> owner about that. <laughs> Not bad. How does it feel being on a team that uh, has such great support? Because NWSL, tradition, or women's soccer, traditionally has been up and down. It seems like yeah. we're on such a great up, yeah. uh, rise up right now. How does it feel to walk away from World Cup and but walk into crowds that are just as passionate? Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's been amazing. I think, um, you know, it's better when you're connected with, um, you know, maybe a bigger club um, and that has also a men's team because you all have that automatic support. Right. I think, you know, some women's teams, not that they don't have the same support, it's been incredible, but we have that kind of uh, model already set up. So yeah. I think it really helps that, um, you know, the men's uh, fans are, are the same as ours and I think um, vice versa. So I think we have that and the club is, you know, they don't treat us as a charity and they, they treat us as a as a great business and, and they want us to bring a legacy here to Orlando. So I think um, that's really great and, and having the support of the club and the back of the club really um, helps us do what we love to do, which is just yes, to play tough. well and, and win games. Yeah. How far do you think we are away from having uh, academies for the women's sport? Um, we have an academy in Orlando, um, but yeah, I think each one of the women's NWSL teams should have an academy. I think that's really important to kind of, you know, replicate what the men do, on, you know, especially in Europe, how they have, um, and they do have more women's uh, academies or, you know, girls' academies over there, which helps them, like, you know, progress to the first team. I think it's really important where you can develop players the way yeah. that you envision the first team playing that can be implemented when they're really young. Yeah. So that Just would be really great to see. Just imagine you're doing something out on the field and yeah. you hear Allie Krieger in the back, you're doing it wrong. I'd be like, okay, you come over here and play right? me. Right. Yeah, well, see, I feel like you're you, you know, yeah. yelling at them again yeah. and they listen yeah, up. I take a seat. Like, you know who yeah. I am? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know who I am? That's how I'd walk out. Like, really, no. no, get off the field, sir. Like your name tag doesn't even say your name. It just says, do you know who I am? It's just a photo of you. I mean, I know you can see me. I'm giving you so many hints. You see me swatting away from I'm wearing my bun. Like, I don't. What do you think that you're most known for when you play soccer because you're you're mm-hmm. such an obvious leader on the yeah. field but what for you personally yeah because we see one thing what do you yeah. think you're known for um i think my defending i think um my presence on the field um i guess yeah being being uh really strong in the back really fast um i you know obviously you're trying to be mad humble right now <laughs> <laughs> no i just think i have i've yeah i do have good leadership in the back and like um just a presence of um, kind of keeping the back line organized um, and in the right positions uh, in order to uh, prevent a lot of goals. So I think that way, just leading the team and um, really trying to lead by example. Um, because if I'm doing my job, then and other people see that, then that might encourage them to do the same. And, and, um, and now, I mean, you're clearly a, a veteran of, of of women's soccer, a veteran of the U, uh, U.S. Women's National Team. Uh-huh. Uh, what has been, what's the thing that you're most surprised by, especially from the first time you broke into the team and now... You know the young guns are coming up yeah. to you and like, hey, I, I I need help in this in uh, in this way and like, and what's been the thing that's been most surprising? Where like, oh wow, I didn't know I was gonna end up being this person or who's gonna like advise or counsel the younger players. Yeah, um, a lot of our rookies, I feel like, um, you know, I try to reach out to them uh, as much as I can because I know that's what I wanted when I was their age, yeah. and I think that is really important to make sure that you you build confidence in them and not just because they're the new new players on the team, but because you need them to be good uh, or just as good as you out there and they they need to know right away that 
um, that they're they're wanted and they're needed, and uh, they they you know these are this is what we're looking for, yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I really love to take that role on because I want to encourage them uh, because I knew how I felt uh, or I know how I felt at that time, and I think it's important to make sure everyone's on the same page, and if you have everyone on the same page, they know understand the plan and the structure, then you're going to be successful. So if you have them kind of you know a little outliers here, then it's not going to help the group and, and create a positive environment. So we have to make sure that we grab everybody in and, um, you know, I, that's part of my job and yeah. responsibility but, as a veteran. But how, how annoying is it to cover <laughs> Tobin Heath? I mean, <laughs> the fe- I mean, she must be, you got to tell her like, Hey, we're training. Relax. Hey, we're all the- hey take it down. Uh, yeah, she's, <laughs> People watch she's one of my favorite players. I'm not my, yeah. My favorite player. I think, um, she's been incredible. So I'm like, you know what? You do your thing. Yeah. Um, especially just in the past. I just, you know, would give her the ball and watch her just be phenomenal. And then I'll be like, you know what? You did so well that like, and you're just the shit that I'm going to just go ahead and defend for you. Like you can <laughs> yeah. chill. All and right. then next time I get you the ball, like just, you know, just make sure happen. A little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. If you were a forward, mm-hmm. you know, every defender has that in their head. Yeah. How many goals do you think you score in a no, year? Like so many. Like countless. I would surpass Abby's like yeah. um, <laughs> record for sure. For like, sure. Like a hundred, like, Every no defender has that in their head. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, just because I want to do right. this. I could be doing right. that. You ever see like one of the young guns come up? Yeah. You know, that they're like, play your position. And you yeah. think to yourself, like, you walk by the coach and be like, Snow Alley. I'll just tell you that. You know, you see that out there? I should say that yeah. Just I a little whisper. You don't have to like say it to them. Like, Plant you know, the seed. You know what I mean? Just be like, mm, I don't yeah. really, I don't know if she's which really. Way on the, like, which way on the border? Because I didn't see anything <laughs> good over there. I mean, are, like, are you sure yeah. about her? Is like, are a, you? Is there a suggestion <laughs> box anywhere? Right. Like, like, is there a feedback yeah, email yeah. I can? You let me know if you need me to help. I mean, we got to start from the bottom. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. Like, I'm here. Like, Or you could give them a card to the <laughs> you need this. You, we can do a specific <laughs> defensive camp, like like your first in your first in line. So I'll help. even yeah. let you come for free. Yeah, yeah, you should get a free one. The first one's free. You need it. You need it. Uh, well, yeah. uh, Ali, I know, I know yeah. we don't have a lot of time with you. That's okay. Uh, and but thank you so much for uh, for stopping I can stay by. All day and just okay. hang out. We could people watch. And yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people are coming by to take pictures of us. Right. They don't even know you're here. They this is exciting. Yeah. A lot of young yeah. girls that love soccer are taking pictures of me. It's very weird. Yeah, well, we we were talking to, uh, to earlier to, uh, yeah. to, to the the president of uh, the NWSL Players Union, Yao Averbush. Awesome, yeah. Yes. And we yeah, we're pretty close friends. And we asked her uh, this question that I, you know, we we have a lot of fathers with young daughters who listen to the show. Uh-huh. Yes. And and uh, and we and they say like, hey, I want to know more uh, from a comedian. We're comedians. Uh, they want to know more about uh, uh, from the comedic angle of what is going on in the women's game. The problem that we have is that that mm-hmm. is not the thing that's publicized so often. Right. So it's harder to find those like funny, humorous stories. So I'll ask you the oh, same question I, that I asked her. Okay. I'm like, where, what would you suggest for two guys like two comedians <laughs> yeah. looking for humorous things? Like, where should we look in in the women's game for things that we can talk about on the show? Things that are funny, things of humor. Maybe people we should talk to. Your uh, hilarious players that you think will be great on this. This program. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people like uh, Megan Rapino, Sydney LaRue. Um, 
Gosh, who else? Um, who else is really funny? Those are like my two. Sure. Uh, Heather yeah. O'Reilly. Those were be- She's so funny. Yeah, Heather O'Reilly is um, hilarious. I mean, honestly, like. I think those are the those are some key people to to go to. Um, I don't know really know on any other teams. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but just from playing with them in general, more the, often than because we because we make fun of uh, MLS. There's always like stories, things like th- dumb things happen. You know, there's a lot of dumb things that happen, yeah. but like <laughs> a lot of silliness. I'm I'm, I'm not really like. Uh, you know, up to date with social media every day. I don't like, con- you know, You're consistently go on. Yeah, we need, the, like, go- we need the gossip. Yeah, yeah we need. So who's it's... spilling the tea? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm I okay. mean. It's funny because I wish we could spill the tea on so many things, but we have to stay professional. Of and course. that's why you probably don't hear, you know, see yeah, it as yeah. much as on the men's well, side. Well, this is where we come in. Uh, Lack yeah. of professional. Do, do you think there's, there's more pressure on uh, women's soccer players to be more discreet because they don't want to make the sport look bad in general? They, so, it's almost like they don't want, it's like, they, they, they don't want to yes, look bad. maybe so because a lot of our our money comes from you know our uh, how we represent ourselves and um, you know how we make ourselves look and in, into our, our club teams and also in social media and to our fans like it's important and sponsors as well because yeah. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where our money's coming from. Um, it's not all coming from a club on and you know if I'm making a ton of money like I, I honestly could care less about yeah. more. It's so tough because you have think. to be a, a great soccer player, yeah. which you are, but then you, and now yeah, you, also you have, have to be, to be an influencer. professional. Yeah, and yeah. so like, I'm more focused on like okay how, I. I can't say that. That's going to, oh, a little 15 year old girl is going to yeah. see that. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you don't maybe wanna, it's I'm, tough. Maybe when when I'm you retire, done, though, I'm be, you got to come on the spot and let it all start <laughs> yeah. writing this stuff down now. <laughs> I would, okay. Get like a little, a and little I'll come to you guys first. Like, Look, this is what happened. How do I deal with that? Like, let's talk about it. A little grievance journal. Okay. We start flipping. We're going to go page by page. We're going to get it all out. I wish I could spill some tea, but I, you know, I can't. No one's asking you to. But we do. We do love uh, everything you're doing online. We love uh, the way you play sport. We love Thanks. what you've done Thank for America. And you. all these people that are out here saying America's yeah. never going to win a World Cup. Homie, we did. I mean, yeah, we did. Been there, yeah. done yeah, been that. Been there, done that. <laughs> like, moving on. I mean, that, thank you, next. So, the uh, Women's World Cup coming up uh, this summer yeah, it'll be in, awesome. in France. How are you feeling about it? Uh, what What are you looking forward to uh, in this time? I know it's obviously to, to bring back the chip. Uh, yeah. Which gonna. But uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> another I think we parade. Really are. Another Parade in New York. Um, yeah, I really, you know, obviously I'm always ready if she if she needs me. Yeah. Um, again, um, and I'm still, you know, hoping that that door is cracked a okay, little bit. Okay, of course, of course. Um, but anyway, I'm, I have full confidence in our team and the young players. They've been crushing it. Our attack is one of the best that I've ever seen. Um, and I think that we're going to score a lot of goals. We're going to create a lot of chances. So as long as we can put it in the back of the net, um, we have probably one of the easier uh, groups Group, yeah, that yeah. we've ever had. So I think that'll be a good motivation for us to kind of just go out there and already have that confidence and motivation. So I think we're going to be great. And, uh, is there anyone in particular that you're, you think will be a standout? I mean, Carly Lloyd in the last world yeah. cup was um, yeah. unreal. Yeah, that half field shot. I think, yeah, I know, right? And I was, I was more tired from chasing her around celebrating <laughs> yeah, than yeah. I was like in that play. And I'm like, what? what this is wrong. Quick, like, before, I you, to... before you answer that question, what was that? Yeah, wanna... yeah, what was that experience like? Just watching that when, go when in. When you saw the ball in the like, air, were you oh, just no, like, she did. I said, wait, yeah. <laughs> yo, this is disrespectful like, to that nation. Yeah, was right? it China, right? Like, like, Japan, Japan. And they're like the sweetest culture of the world. Like, <laughs> like this is like too much. Like we can't be doing 
yeah. this out here. No, like, but we were like, let's, be get doing this. let's get another <laughs> one. Let's get another one. It was amazing. It was incredible. And um, in every sense of the word, and that, the the atmosphere was great. And when she hit that, I was like, no, 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 no wait, wait, what? Wait, no, but I think we're going to be great. And um, I, I really think we have to take one game at a time. That's the most important. We can't like look to the sure. semifinals already or the finals. Like you really have to focus in those tournaments and, on just and, the game. And who do you think might hand. be the standout this uh, this time? Yeah, so I was going to say Megan Rapinoe for sure. She's had such a, a great year um, and our two years. Yeah, in Seattle. And, and she's just yeah. looking incredible right now. Lindsay Horan, I think, has yeah, done yeah, yeah. well. Um, Alex has scored a lot of goals this past year, so I hope she continues to do that. Um, as long as they set her up in spots, she'll get there and she'll make it happen. Yeah, she's and, got a nose for goal, that girl. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. And I think, yeah, I'm, I've just been really excited to see them play because we're really attacking team now, and, and it's exciting. All well, right. if Coach makes the mistake of not calling you in, yeah. you have an open <laughs> invitation to be. Yeah, of huge course, first mistake. of all, massive I mean. mistake. But you can be the Women's World Cup. I'm sure you're going to be busy on TV, yeah. but maybe you could do a couple call-ins for I, us or something. I would something. love to. Yeah. We could set that up. That would be great. The vino situation in France. We could like, have a glass of wine, yeah, yeah. have some croissants. Are you kidding me? And like, talk you about it. You boys are going to get some puff pastries, <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be doing it big. Like Nutella filled yes, croissants. Done. Like, uh, a little Beaujolais. You know what I mean? Pinkies little Pinot Noir. We'll be bougie up in here. Of course. Done. Consider done. That and bougie. Ali Creek. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us on the Cooligans. It's an absolute this honor. Is my you. favorite day awesome. ever on Cooligans. I, yeah. I'm saying you, it. Are you, did they I'm pay dead. you? Say, are no. you like, yeah. Who's paying me? I'm a podcast <laughs> comedian. I wish someone would pay me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We've said anyone around the like, camp. Well, no shit. <laughs> we, of course, this is probably the best yeah. time you've Yeah, yeah, yeah that really is. Do you know who I am? Look at my name That's called the callback in the business. We're going to get those next time. Adam Krieger, please mention again your camp. Your your oh my gosh, yes. Go to AllieKrieger.com and you can find backslash AKFC and you can find us there. Please register for camps. I can't wait to see you all around the country. And thanks for having me, you guys. You guys are awesome. You are, and you are absolutely, absolutely really excited. hilarious. Thank you yeah, so much. Thank you. Yeah. So far. This, is, this is great. Thank Put her on TV more, people. Yes. What's wrong with you? Figure it out. What are you doing? <laughs> crushing it every day. Thank you so much, Allie. Thank, thank you. you, guys. Yeah, what? God, I mean, Allie Krieger, please become the third cooligan already. <laughs> That's right. I mean, that is your future, Ali Krieger. We we have decided. Uh, no, Ali, thank you again, Ali Krieger, uh, being on the show. I mean, she's just uh, repping America, repping the women's national team, NWSL, play, repping Orlando Pride. Uh, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. This, that was just incredible for us. And again, we, I mean, we, I don't think we've ever laughed that hard with a guest. I mean, do you genuinely was making us laugh. I, I hope, I hope you were. I, I think I hope you were entertained by Ali Krieger. You know, making us laugh or you know, interviewing us basically. Yeah, like and you know, laughing. there were so many fans of Ali Krieger's that, and just women's soccer in general that were so like sort of excited about this interview. And what I hope is. When you listen to that, you got to see a part of her personality that you don't always get to see of her in interviews. You know, like a lot of, and we talk about this a lot with soccer players in general, a lot of soccer player interviews are dull, not because the soccer players are, but because the questions that are asked of them are always the same, or they're just tactical, or they're very sort of media easy. And for, for Allie to come in and just knock it out of the park, just crush it the way she did with two guys who gave her really no opportunity to prep. And we're just like, hey, we're going to be dummies. So I hope you're cool with that. We're going to try to make you laugh. 
I mean, that's that really is one of the best interviews we've ever done. Not because of what we did, but because of the uh, the person we were interviewing was so amazing. Yeah. So thank you again, Ali Krieger. Make sure uh, follow her if you don't already uh, on everything. Uh, at Ali Krieger on everything. She's uh, great, and uh, and who knows? We're uh, we're hoping she can get to those hundred caps. Maybe maybe she will she be at the World Cup. Who knows? You know that's that's what we're rooting for her. Uh, so hopefully that, that, that cool against push is all she needed, uh, to get back on, uh, Jill Ellis's, uh, good side. So hopefully. And hopefully in- the next time she's in New York, she makes it a point to stop by our studio. She has an open door, uh, invitation whenever you want to be on cool against Allie, you're in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and not many get that honor. Okay. So keep that in mind. Only three so- people have that. And two of them make pizza for a living. So you know how important this is. Okay, it's quite an honor. Right? <laughs> I think we're going to have to put Ali Krieger's uh, picture in the, in the studio like, you know, uh, pizzerias do, you know, when celebrities come by. Oh, we uh, should we 100% get, uh, have that. <laughs> it's a, bla- a black and white photo uh, of, of Ali Krieger, just uh, autographed. That would be dope. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so to, uh, before we wrap up the show, we did want to uh, point out and uh, someone who uh, was very close uh, to the FC Dallas family. And we were obviously were just there a couple months ago. Uh, and w- we didn't get to, uh, we, not that we got to meet him or anything, but he is. Well, he was uh, already off we, the team because he, uh, he was still yeah. uh, trying to battle uh, cancer. And of course, we're talking about yeah. Clavijo. Um, yeah, Fernando Clavijo. Uh, played for the men's national team. Uh, you know, Uruguayan born, uh, you know, but played for the men's national team, came here and he was from that era that, you know, sort of brought soccer with them and was like, well, let me see if I could bang it out in the U.S. You know what I mean? And helped yeah, yeah. really helped develop the sport here. And not only that, he was the guy that sort of convinced FC Dallas to start playing their kids and start allowing the youth players to practice with the senior team. That was all his direction. That was all his doing. Um, and we talked about yeah. it a little bit when we were at FC Dallas, but I mean, that's the guy you sort of, he, not only did he help propel us soccer forward as a player, but later on, he continued to help sort of develop the skill and the talent here in the U S and that, that is something that is honorable. And unfortunately he lost his battle with cancer a few days ago, but we got a message from Ignacio Rodriguez Argote. Um, at Argote uh, Rodriguez, uh, he said, big fan, love the spin you guys have put on the game in the league. I hope it's not too far, but I wanted to make a request. As you're aware, uh, one of the greats have passed away. Clavijo was a great man whom touched so many people in the game. A true gentleman off the field and an amazing contributor to our Hispanic slash American soccer culture, which we brought up. That is super important for us just because... You don't, you, you know, that's something that sort of gets washed away sometimes when someone plays for the men's national team, sort of what their background is. But for him, it was important to propel all of that forward. Uh, he also went on to say, Ignacio went on to say, please find the time next uh, podcast to honor him. He deserves that and so much more. Absolutely. He said he always made time for the staff, taught a nerdy P, uh, PR guy how to scout games, never said no to any requests, TV, radio, or fans. Always paid for indoor fields when they had their weekly staff games helped Haitian players flee danger and brought them to the States and even allowed them to stay in his own house when he ran the Haitian national team. Uh, He used to scout Copa Latina in Miami. He was a great man. Although I only worked for him for two years, he touched my life and honestly made me a better person. RIP legend. Um, And the reason we read that is because 
we couldn't have said it better ourselves. This man worked with Clavijo and he got to see it firsthand how amazing uh, Fernando Clavijo was. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, and and just thank you for everything you did. Yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of times, you know, for for people, you know, for with especially with American soccer, you know, because that's not that wasn't like the first thing I was watching when I started watching the game. So you don't really know uh, how the sport got to where it currently is. And and one of my favorite parts about doing this show is that we we also get to like learn these things and and learning about. Uh, you know, when seeing everyone's responses, like, you know, I, I remember I saw a tweet from Kellen Acosta that, that, you know, that was like, you know, thank you so much for giving me my first chance to actually play professional soccer. You know, uh, Calavijo was the, the technical, technical director at, at FC Dallas. So you start uh, seeing how, how much influence uh, people have, uh, especially in soccer, how many, how much influence they have in people's lives. I mean, you know, we talked about Siggy Schmidt and, and, seeing the response of all these people that were like, thank you for giving me my first opportunity. And then hearing about Clavijo and reading more uh, about him. And you, it, it starts making me think about the influence. Like American soccer didn't get to, didn't get to where it is just with a bunch of, uh, you know, American born people being like, let's move this game forward. It took a lot of outside support and outside help from uh, you know, immigrants coming into this country, helping influence how the game is played, how the game is coached, uh, how the, how how the game is taught uh, taught to others. Uh, so wh- when when we talk about uh, like the history of American soccer, the the, the Hispanic person uh, has a has a big influence on that. You know, and and it's something that we shouldn't lose sight of, and 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 it's something that shouldn't be forgotten, and and. Hearing stories about Clavijo, it makes me feel like, uh, oh, you know, just just as a Latino in general, I'm like, you know what? We've had a we we've had a lot of influence on a lot of different things uh, across American culture, and uh, and it makes me a bit more just prouder to 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 be Latino, and, and but to hear more about it because again, it's like the the history of certain things can can be a little, uh, you know. It, it could be missed. It can be like an, an oversight. Uh, what what the the Latin American person uh, had on the influence of soccer and Clavijo is a very b- good example of that. Yeah, and he made he made the sport better. Um, and and that and if and maybe he didn't have as great effect as he wanted, but that was his goal with everything he did, and that just shows through his life's work. Um, you know, the guy was exactly. also like a tennis champion, like you know, clearly a great athlete. But this is like I think one of the most important things is he found a way to continue to help when he didn't have, when he was too old, you know what I mean? And he didn't have the skill to go out there and do it himself. And I think that that's something that's clearly a calling for a lot of soccer players is if they didn't, they didn't grow up in this era. They grew up in an era where, you know, not everyone cared and they didn't get the chance to make all the, all the money that's being made now and all the money that will be made in the future. So, but they continue to be a part of the game and find ways to help. And yeah, being a Latino and, and seeing, uh, you know, a Latin American dude, a South American dude, uh, just, go go out of their way to try to make the sport better here in their new home is to me one of the most inspiring things and it shows that yeah look Christian and I don't have the skill to go play soccer professionally um you know or the want really if you ask me it was never really I a mean, goal if of I mine. get called up to the Dominican national team ya tu sabe, you know <laughs> shit I might go out there too you know what I mean it's a two for one deal <laughs> dr you know uh but what what we do is we're we're literally and, and this is something that you know a rebel fan said to me recently like hey man when I first met you 
kind of thought you were a bit of a dick just because you're an NYCFC fan and you know you've you've made jokes about Red Bull in the past, but hearing your show and hearing you guys talk, it's clear that you really want the sport to grow. Christian and I are trying to help. This is our way of helping. And it's so great to look back and and find inspiration in what other people did and look at and find people to look up to like a Fernando Clavijo. That's someone that people should be looking up to. And I hope they rename the training, the development Academy at, at FC Dallas or something in his honor, because he absolutely deserves it. So rest in peace. You will be missed. Thank you for everything you did. And even, even in almost like a eulogy, Alexis finds a way to make, Somebody else feel bad about not doing something. What happened? I, I like it, Alexis. Well, who do who do I make feel bad? <laughs> you you just said FC Dallas should rename the training grounds after Clavijo, and it, it's not even necessary, but it, a very sweet gesture. I but said I hope they do, and they better. <laughs> I mean, I think I, I think I made it pretty clear. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, well, uh, so but again, uh, thank you, thank you for the message, and and I'm glad. Uh, uh, you know, we, you know, we had opportunity to talk about it and, and yeah, we, we've seen it as well. And a lot of people have been uh, tweeting about Clavijo and his influence. And I, I'm just glad we got to, uh, uh, just shed some light on it. Yeah. And if you want so, to know more about, uh, Fernando Clavijo, uh, just look up Tab Ramos's, uh, tweets. He, he put out a really nice tweet. Okay. Cool. Uh, fellow right. Uruguayan American. That is it. That is the end of the show, everybody. Uh, so that's it. I am uh, going to rest up uh, in Colorado because I am exhausted after uh, snowboarding so much. Uh, and these mountains are tremendous and exhausting, but it's the best ever. Uh, I love snowboarding oh so much. Um, Glad you're having so a yeah, good time. So Glad you're having a good time out there. I will have a slice of pizza in your honor. <laughs> okay. Uh, yep. Just, uh, pour, you know, let us, uh, slice a little piece of cheese, drop on the ground, pour, pour, pour out some cheese for the homies. Pour out a little uh, pepperoni grease for, for, <laughs> for all our homies. But this is a fun episode. Thanks again to Ali Krieger. And also thanks again to, uh, all the Gully Squad members. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, you being a member of Gully Squad helps us get these interviews and helped us get out to Colorado, uh, sorry, to Chicago and, and be, uh, have the opportunity to speak to, to her and, and, and everyone else that we interview that you're going to see, you hear those interviews soon. It goes, uh, it goes a very, very long way. So, and, uh, as soon as I get back from Colorado, stay tuned for all, all those, uh, that, that those exclusive videos that is going, uh, for the Gully Squad members, uh, of some of the, the live shows, I'm going to be putting up clips. Uh, things like that. So if you want to see those things, that will, will be only for the Gully Squad members. So like the, the interviews that we did with uh, Alexi Lalas at, in Atlanta uh, for the All-Star game with Max Bredos, uh, you know, so some of the shows we did. Shows Tony Miola. Miola. Every, so all these things that happened at the live shows, this will only be for the Gully Squad members. So uh, go to soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad if you'd like to join and support the show. It'll be going uh, uh, for all for a good cause. So thank you again for listening. You guys are the absolute best. We love you. We miss you. Uh, and uh, and yeah, thank you again for listening. Always, always means the world. So with that said, my name is Christian Polanco. And I'm Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? The Cooligans! The Cooligans!